forget. Not as bad so, as Gage, Erica. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, if I'm not as there bad was, as Gage, then there was I one will podcast take we that. did. There's one podcast we did where Gage just forgot Ben was there, and it wasn't until like 15 minutes in where Gage was like, "Oh yeah, Ben's here." It was the Nick episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Optimistic Underdog Podcast. Today is a super special episode, and I am with a bunch of awesome people tonight. So with me, I have my host from all those other great shows. It is Ben at Please Be Excited. Ben, what's up? What's up? How are you I'm excited to talk some FCF today. I'm so excited. We're talking FCF. It's going to be a great time. No aces. No aces. Also with me is Mr. Cesar Torres. Cesar, what is up? The ace is wild. The ace is Everybody. wild. Hey. And also, that was an interception. I don't care what the refs say. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be talking about that for a while, that, yeah. that interception, non-interception. Oh, my goodness. Great. Also, I have one of my favorite people in the entire world, the person who knows more about Harry Potter than anybody else undoubtedly and soon undisputedly miss mckenna mckenna what is up hello hello i'm so excited to be here um i want to learn what football is <laughs> well, just in gonna, wait we're gonna learn more about football and and hopefully you'll you'll learn something tonight and i'm so excited so let's let's learn things and our super awesome special guest the one who is hopefully going to teach us more about fcf because he actually has a podcast about it it is Jose Ruckus, Jose, what is up? How are you? Um, I've had a rough day because of a terrible loss, but oh, I can no. confirm through anonymous sources that the refs have apologized because it was an interception. Oh, yes. look at that. Wow. Well, I mean, at least they said they were sorry, I guess. But hey. It's a little too late. But uh... Yeah, not much can be done about that unless they replay the game. Oh. Yeah, that, that, win, you know? that hurt. It did hurt. I watched that play a lot last night. I watched the replay over and over. Ugh, that was rough. That was rough. But how are you doing? We're so happy to have you here with us. If you don't mind, why don't you tell the folks how you know what, what you do? So I do a podcast called Aces Wild, which is we just talk about the aces and how the Glacier Boys suck. And we interview players. We have my um, my co-host, Sean Stanley, who is an actual uh, uh, Pop Warner football coach. He comes on to help with the football knowledge a little bit and stuff. And it's just mostly just a real good time. That's fantastic. Everyone, please check out the Aces Wild podcast. It's awesome. And, of course, you know, the Glacier Boys do suck. So they tell the truth 100%. <laughs> So awesome. Well, guys, we are here to ask some questions and let's learn some stuff about FCF. It is definitely taking, I know, our little community by storm. We're all fans of Kind of Funny. And, you know, the owner, one of the many owners, is Greg Miller. So I have my first question is about ownership. This is this is kind of new. It's kind of different how this works. So we have owners, Greg Miller, <clears throat> Austin Eckler from LA Chargers. Uh, Rachel Lindsay, I think she was what from The Bachelor, right? Bachelor, she was, Bachelor. Bachelor. She was the Bachelorette for a little bit. And now she she works on like extra and does a bunch. Yeah, of stuff. a bunch of stuff. Uh, Jack Settleman, I believe, and then my favorite personal owner just announced Barbara Dunkelman. 
Heck yes. yes. So um, I know that they, so you can buy in as part owner of, of, you know, a team if you want. So why don't you, let's talk a little bit about that. Cause I think this is pr pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I did it. I do own part of the wild aces. Uh, awesome. Essentially what they did was they carved out 10% of the equity in the teams to sell to fans and you can buy in at very diff uh, various different levels. It's sort of, kind of looks like a Patreon model where there are like tiers that you can buy in at the lowest mm -hmm. being $150, which is what I did. And you don't get a whole lot for your $150, but you do get an ownership badge. Uh, when you vote on plays and player polls and stuff, your vote is worth a little bit more because you are invested. And theoretically, if the teams were to eventually sell into a bigger version of the league, you would get some return on your investment. Oh, see that, that is super cool. Yeah. I can see there's, so you have the 150, which is the bottom tier. And I, I know I've gotten a couple emails and I'm like, Oh, I, I want, I'm, oh, I want to, I want to. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's a nine ninety five one five thousand, and then $9,999 investment, which man, a oh man, wouldn't that be nice. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's just, it's such, it's such a cool thing. And it really just shows you how, you know, they really are invested in the fans and the fans being in control of the league. And that's, that's, I don't know, that's just super cool. And your, your vote actually getting to count a little bit more on the different play calls and stuff. That is awesome. I think just being able to, uh, to be able to be a part of it. That's super cool. Awesome. Oh, absolutely. That, that was my big question. I definitely wanted to know more about the owners. Hey, Ben, how about you? Do you have a question? Yeah, so it's probably more on the, the podcast side of things for yourself. I just, the first question is, are there any big guests that you'd really love to have on the show that you haven't had on already? Um, Austin Eckler is sort of the end goal. If I could get mm -hmm. to sit down for like half an hour with an actual NFL player, that would be like mission mm -hmm. accomplished. But really, when we set out to do the podcast, um, we had sort of like goals we wanted to hit by the end of the season and one of the main ones was to get Greg on for the show. And that kind of happened around like five episodes in. So I'm just kind of like, awesome. I got house money right now, you know, I'm <laughs> <What was> that? <laughs> so anything can happen um, and you'll be fine. Like, any, like yeah, anybody, it, could it, I could shut down the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really great experience though. It's, um, to be, you got three other owners to get through before it gets awesome. Yeah, I too. do. Uh, we have Jack settlement set up. He's supposed to be coming in pretty soon. Um, yes. really hoping to get Barbara on. Cause I'm a huge fan of hers. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I want to get everybody on eventually. Yeah. That's so cool. Being able to so interview Greg. Like having Greg on the show. Um, it was so weird, man. Um, <laughs> he it's, he's so good at talking that you sort of get lost because he's just like, I'm sitting there listening to him and I'm just absorbed in what he's saying and he gets to the end of it and I haven't prepped my next question yet. And I stumble <laughs> for a little bit. Uh, it was, it was an awesome experience, man. It was really great. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Having Barbara on, I think I, I know that Ben and I were talking the other day. I'm like, man, I'm like, I need to find some more guests to have on soon. I'm like, man. And then that was when they announced that Barbara had, had become part owner. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, man, to have Barbara dream. on a show, I, that would be a dream. But I don't think I could, I would just be like, so um, what's it like to um, be so cool? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I would just stumble over things because, yeah, she's just, she's definitely 
someone I've looked up to for a long time and how she handles herself and she's just she's great and that would be so awesome I to have her on the show yeah that would be awesome yeah, well, please clip that out and send that out on the interweb <laughs> so we can try to get back on the show can you I will find Barbara Dunkelman's Richard Teeth email we can send it to her <laughs> Well, Caesar, how about you? Do you have any questions? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty new to football. I understand like a couple of things, but what is that? From my understanding, the FCF added some new things that mm-hmm. are really like different. Do you, what, do you can you give us a better understanding of like what a power play is and what a fifth down is? Because I feel like yeah. nobody understands what the hell that is. Not that even like the, the owners. Question I had from a few people. They, I, I had that a couple times when I said that we were going to have this show and everybody was like what is a fifth down I'm like i will ask that question so perfect so yeah. essentially what they did was they kind of wanted to gamify the game mm-hmm. which is sort of a weird thing to say but so right now before the drafts uh the players compete in these one-on-one competitions right it's wide receivers quarterbacks and uh cornerbacks and i think they just uh last week they did running backs and tight ends as well and essentially what it is is very similar to the way that they do their two-point conversions where it's just a one-on-one matchup to score a touchdown and the quarterback, the cornerback and the offensive skill player who perform the best. Each one of them is awarded a power up and the power ups can be cashed in by the coaches for various things. The fifth down, the power play. Um, Mm. So the power play is something that they stole from hockey, right? In hockey, Mm -hmm. if a player gets, um, you know, sent to the penalty box and the team is left on the ice with, you know, nobody in his spot sometimes it's essentially just one player on defense isn't there versus you know an extra guy on offense and that's one that kind of hasn't been very successful to be honest because all they've sort of done is just not rush the quarterback somebody has to drop into coverage to cover that guy's position so I don't think anybody's actually converted on a power play yet which is kind of embarrassing um the fifth down is the other one. So in the game of football, you have four downs to get 10 yards in order to get a new set of downs. So if you were to come up on your fourth down, you don't get it, and you have one of these power-ups left, you can get one extra down to be able to get that extra that you need to get your next first down. Mm-hmm. Um, this was sort of a weird thing that happened in uh, the Wild Aces Glacier Boys week one where people seem to not understand exactly where in the game the fifth down operates. Uh, the Glacier Boys got to their fourth down. They did not, um, they didn't get a first down. They instead committed a penalty, which was the uh, quarterback threw the ball once he had crossed the line of scrimmage. It's a penalty that results in a loss of down. So their fourth down was taken away from them. So the Aces got the ball automatically. And then the Glacier Boys tried to call a fifth down which they couldn't technically do because the aces had the ball already. We actually don't really know how the fifth down works. It's actually not in the rule book. I just dug through it yesterday trying to figure out exactly what the sequencing is on it and stuff. So we Mm -hmm. don't know. We really don't know how it works. It's kind of weird. Interesting. It's like the the force, you know? It's the... (laughs) The Chlorians, dude. Yeah, exactly. uh, I also had another question. Yesterday you tweeted out like in between I think it was you you tweeted out like in between games that they changed the rules. Mm-hmm. What was that? What was the rule change that they made? So they felt that the ending of the Aces Beasts game and the ending of the first half sort of didn't go the way that they wanted to. So um 
the game is a constantly running clock, which is not something mm. you normally get in football, right? Normally, mm. if you go out of bounds, anything that, you know, anything like that stops the clock and allows the team to sort of manage the clock in a way to where they can control the outcome to the best of their abilities. In the FCF, the clock just runs the entire time until it gets down to the last minute. And during the last minute, passing plays will stop the clock no matter where they're caught on the field, but running plays, no matter what, the clock would keep running. So we got into this weird situation at the end of the game where the beasts just stood around until the very last second to snap yeah, the ball. Um, yeah, I remember people that. Sort of, people were sort of confused about the way the clock worked because it was supposed to be a passing play, but then the quarterback ran it out, and then the clock just... Nobody felt like they had a good understanding of how the clock worked. So what the league decided to do was change the rule up a little bit. So now under 30 seconds, run and pass plays both stop the clock. And it gives just teams a little bit more chance to kind of control the clock in a way that can benefit everybody instead of one team just having this massive advantage. Yeah, I remember remember that. It was literally like the last two seconds. Everybody was really pissed off in the kind of funny chat. It's like, why are they just standing there? Like, why... Why, why don't they, like, do something? And then, like, it wasn't until, like, the last second that mm-hmm. the Beasts stole the game, frankly. <laughs> it was very frustrating. It's robbery. Um, Matt Batson uh, screamed at his watch, wanting to know how clocks work. Um, <laughs> it, it, oh. it, I like the response from the league, though. I like that they're willing to go out and say that things aren't working as intended and even change... I know people were upset that they changed rules in between games, but I actually think it's a sign that the league is willing to do listening. what yeah. they have to do in order to make the game look the way they want it to. It is. I yeah. think I, I agree. I think, you know, it's, since it is, you know, fan controlled football, they're obviously listening to the fans to the point where they're going to change rules that fast. That is, I mean, that shows, that is you impressive, know, yeah. that's pretty good, especially with how new it is, you know, they have to adjust things on the fly and, showing their willingness to change that fast this early in the season. That's, I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah. It sucks. And yeah, it cost us, you know, part, you know, helped cost us the game other than that interception, but you know, it's still, still good. Still a good move. I think for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Very cool. All right, McKenna. Okay. What do you got? So you mentioned this rule book. Um, mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm thinking of it like the rule book from Fairly Odd Parents, even though it's probably online <laughs> and not physical. Are there any like interesting tidbits in that rule book that like might differ from the NFL and other football? So things? it's not necessarily that the rules are different. Mm-hmm. It's more of that the rule book is pretty loose. Um there are a lot of things that are sort of undefined in the rule book because you're sort of, I think, meant to assume that it just plays like regular football, except for these rules. Mm-hmm. One of them that we saw that was very confusing and we still have not gotten an answer for is what happened in week one at the very last play of the Beasts and Zappers game, which this was actually like a huge thing. It was on Sports Center, like this was retweeted mm-hmm. a bunch of times, but it in typical NFL football and really any kind of football that you've seen, um, there's the line of scrimmage where the ball starts and it's hiked Mm -hmm. back to the quarterback. And if the quarterback crosses that line of scrimmage, he cannot throw the ball forward. It doesn't matter if he goes forward and then goes backwards. Once the ball crosses that line, it cannot be thrown forward. It can be tossed back, but not forward. And the last play of the game, the Zappers quarterback, Logan Marchie ran out, 
did a little loop-de-loop, came back towards the end zone, and then threw the ball forward. And I went, I went on Twitter and I put, this was a cool play and all because everybody was sharing it, but that's an, that's a um, illegal forward pass. Mm -hmm. And then somebody clipped out the illegal forward pass on the rule book and said, I don't think it is. And what it says is that the quarterback cannot throw the ball uh, if he's ahead of the line of scrimmage. It says nothing about the ball passing and then going back. So this is this weird loophole because the rules aren't super well defined. They aren't mm -hmm. like explained out in the legalese that you sort of get with the NFL rule book. We have no idea if that's legal or not. <laughs> well, like, well, like we know it's like, this is the first season. I am pretty sure they're still figuring everything out. So it's like, hopefully time goes on. They define stuff more, especially to like the fans likings. For example, the rule change that they made last night. Yeah. Things go sure. on. I don't know. There are, also I remember seeing that the there are a lot of things in the rule book that were sort of voted on by fans. We were given the opportunity. Mm -hmm. So um, in the NFL rules, it's a two foot catch. You have to get both feet down for it to be considered a catch unless you're going to the ground in bounds. In this league, it's one foot, which is more similar to college. Um, yeah. There are a few other things that you can see that were fan voted on, but that's really the one that mattered the most. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. I didn't mm -hmm. know about the one foot thing. That is super interesting, actually. I like that. I, I remember voting for that one, and I was like, "This the one foot thing just seems more fair." I don't know, personally. I don't. I've I don't always really been a fan of one foot football. It creates like really fun plays and stuff. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it is one of the things that the league. Uh, I know the commissioner of the league, Ray Austin, wasn't super happy about because his goal is for this to be sort of a developmental league, and. Things like that are sort of things where NFL scouts are going to sort of not take it as seriously when considering bringing players up. But I think having fun plays that are shareable is going to be worth more than that. Yeah, I agree. I think I think getting it out there and getting it more attention is going to help at the beginning, at least. And you know, again, there's always there's room for change and room for improvement as this goes along, for sure. We're in season one. Let's let's you know, I, I even my boss is a huge sports person. And I mentioned, you know, the FCF the other day and he's like, what is that? I'm like, oh, you need to check this out. I'm mm -hmm. like, because you will love this. And he started watching a little bit because oh, this is kind of cool. I'm like, yeah, you should watch it more. I'm like, you'll appreciate it. I promise. So even even someone like him who is so like literally he has on his computer news thing playing on this screen and sports thing playing on the screen all day long and he's never heard of it you know i was like you need you need to here let me help you let me give you some information it's super cool so awesome so what is your favorite part of the whole fan controlled football so far that's what i want to know my favorite part of it is honestly just that the league sort of exists. I've been a huge advocate for spring football for a really long time. One of the things that makes football sort of different than other sports is that in terms of professional aspirations for a player, it's sort of all or nothing. They get out of college and it's pretty much right then that they either make it in the NFL or they don't. So having a way for players to play professional football not at the highest level and maybe creating a gap for them to, this is a little stopping point that could eventually get them to the highest level. That's what I like the most about it. And other leagues have showed up like the XFL, the AAF, um, 
the um, United States Football League way back when. Um, but they've all sort of failed because they're just a cheaper version of the NFL. So mm-hmm. what makes me really think that this league has the ability to be that spring football league that can help these guys out is how different it is, is that they're specifically not trying to be the NFL. They're trying to almost be anti-NFL. Mm-hmm. And that's really appealing to me. I went to an XFL game once and that was, I I don't think I've ever seen so few people in a stadium, but also <laughs> it was just, I, I, I don't, I know I didn't even stay for the full game. I think I stayed partway through halftime just because um, the cheerleaders that were there, um, it was pretty awful, but the game was just, it wasn't even interesting. Like it, it, and I love football. Like I, part of the reason I quit my second job was so I could watch football on Sundays more often. And I, and, and like you said, this is at least like, I I'm wanting to watch games again. And that's exciting. I love being well, like getting into these a games. great sport. And I won't watch almost every NFL game every single year, but bad football is almost unwatchable. It, mm-hmm. Bad football might be the worst sport in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I think I one of my one of my issues with football and a lot of people's issues with football is that it's too long. <laughs> At least the NFL, like you know, the it's just there's a clock and it's a lie, you know. There's a clock <laughs> on the screen and it's a lie cuz like we were watching the the Super Bowl and my cousin's like how much time to the halftime show and we're like, "Oh, it says a minute, so maybe like 30 minutes." Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll like we'll just have to wait and see. It's the last missing game to get you. It's never two minutes long. <laughs> it's so like it's so frustrating, which is why I like the FCF because it's like it's a fifty-yard field, uh, which means like shorter, faster plays. But it's also like the it's only two halves, right? It's not it's not four quarters, mm-hmm. if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. So I I like this better because it's running faster. I don't know what your thoughts are on that because you're a big football fan. You watch almost every NFL game. What yeah. are your thoughts on like the shorter? It's it's different for sure. Yeah. It does sort of take away some of the more finer aspects of the game that people really like. Football is sort of deceptively seen as like a dumb sport, but there's actually a like really, really deep amount of strategy strategy to it. And mm-hmm. part of that comes through clock manipulation, okay. sort of using the clock in a way to benefit you and take time away from your opponent. And you know, that's sort of missing in this league. The lack of an ability for the team to go into a no huddle offense and just call really quick plays doesn't exist here. If you're, you have that little small amount of time to get a drive going in this league and the plays aren't coming in fast enough, you're now maybe not able to win the game because you can't just hurry things up and use the clock the way you would typically use it. So I like that the games are shorter, especially because this isn't supposed to be a regular football league, but taking some of the strategy out of the game definitely hurts it. Yeah, I would definitely agree there. I was in the taking the strategy out. I think you then have us at least getting to contribute though, which I think is fun. I love being able to pick the plays. It reminds me of this might show my age a lot, but like the blitz football games back in the day, like 
<laughs> love it. It's so much fun. I love picking the plays and stuff. It's great. Like, I just, I think that part is so cool being able to like actually interact with stuff like this and, and actually, like, I think I'm the only person in my household that watches football anymore. So actually being able to watch football with all of these people and interact with everybody at the same time is so much fun. It's such a blast. I love it. So it's great. Like I said, it, it takes so much, so much from the regular NFL season and brings some really cool aspects from college. And it's, it's that great middle stepping stone that you see in, in sports, like I'm going to bring hockey into it because it wouldn't be a sports podcast if I didn't, but <laughs> um, it's, it brings that great, like AHL aspect kind of into it where they have this nice middle ground where, you know, it might or well, not even before HL, but where, you know, scouts can see, Hey, maybe this guy that went undrafted might be worth a shot here. You know, like these guys were doing some great things and, and Baker Mayfield's there for some reason. So, Hey, you know, I'm, Johnny football. Johnny. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Hey, I'm a Steelers girl. I got to throw a little jab at him somehow. Right. <laughs> but you know, it's it's so cool. It's so much fun. I'm having a blast with this though. So, all right, guys. Any more questions? I was just going to say, I kind of like how both can exist. Obviously, you've got the longer form and the shorter form. It's kind of, I guess, that's outside of um, America. Like over, like I said, where I live and most other countries, you know, you got things like cricket and rugby that have done it. With it's cricket, it's T20, so shorter overs. Rugby, they've got the rugby sevens, where instead of 15 players, it's seven and much shorter halves. And I think it's quite cool having that really short form, exciting format of the game, and then still having, obviously, the more traditional one as well. So you can kind of get the best of both worlds, because you're kind of, uh, like, sort of some people have said in the show, like, I, I don't really have time to necessarily sit down and watch a full football game you know, all the time. But obviously, in the shorter form content, it's great. You can just quickly, you know, in an hour, you can be in and out, see the game, and, yeah, it's super exciting. So I'm loving just having... I guess both options there that's been that's been really cool yeah absolutely i mean it is cool to be able to be like like this is normal football and this is football turned up to mm. 11 right oh mm-hmm. yeah so much fun i'm i'm just so glad like to see just be here in this moment and have everyone excited about it and that's what the cool part is for me and like just actually being able you know and like you said spring football this is great i love it like let's just it, it you know it's more sports i'm all about more sports so let's keep keep that going just watching it we're just watching it on right. twitch just hanging out. exactly yeah. especially right now obviously with everything happening in the pandemic and everything it's um it's, it's just good to have that kind of experience again it's mm-hmm. great yeah. um so i know we all are like our fans of like kind of funny and like we have some investment in the wild bases one way or another but honestly, honest to God question, do we see this lasting? Because like you said, the XFL, other football leagues have like fallen apart. They Some of them have had dedicated fan bases like the XFL. But could this really, will we see like the Wild Aces versus, I don't know, some kind of Mega 64 team down the line in like 10 years? Like, I don't know, like, I think this league has a lot more legs than people expect it to. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, there are some really underrated aspects about the business model that um, make it easier to do. 
um, the seven on seven for one. Um, a lot of people think that this is just something to accommodate smaller field, higher scoring thing, but also cutting that many guys off the roster makes the budget go way down. Um, having the defenses, there's one defense, one offensive line unit for each of the two games, right? So that's huge amount of players that go down. Everybody's playing out of one stadium, which means that there's no travel. That's a, that's one of the major reasons that a lot of these leagues fail is that they spread it out amongst the entire United States, and that travel budget is just exponential. Um, I was talking to David Misa, one of the tight ends, um, and he told me that he had a lot of his friends go out and play CFL when they got out of college and actually lost money playing in the league because they had to fund their own travel and their own hotels. Um, These sorts of things that the league is doing really bring um, sort of the spending down in the league. And then having all, they run six studio shows throughout the week Mm -hmm. out of the same place they film the, you know, the games. So all those sorts of things allow them to make money smartly. Um, I imagine that the league has probably three seasons worth of runway to go. Um, And from talking to players, talking to league officials, they have a lot of stuff that they are not able to talk about yet, but they have plans for that I see the league having a pretty bright future. Maybe 10 years down the line, we're not here. But three years down the line, I think we're still here. Because hmm. I know the, the plan was really like... cool with the uh, with the players. They just seem so excited. Like to them, this is a huge opportunity, and just seeing that, like I said, they could very well be. Oh, this isn't the NFL. This isn't that next sort of step up. But they're super excited to be there and know that that could be their chance. Eh? Yeah, the, really the players is. more than anybody else believe in this league. I can tell you yeah. that much. That's so cool. What's really exciting is I just went to check. And since we started recording today, the FCF Wild Aces have sold out. Their maximum funding goal has been reached. Oh, for the owners who can join the wait list, but it has sold out, which is super exciting because that is $265,000 for their owners. It's so cool. I mean, that's just for the Wild Aces. I believe what the Beasts, they're yeah, the sold out as well. The very first to sell out. They were theirs was the first. I mean, and that's Marshawn Lynch's team, correct? That's crazy. I didn't know they had more than two fans. That's that's insane. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, Marshawn Lynch is the Skittles guy, so he's you know. <laughs> and if no one's ever, if if you guys have not seen the Skittles thing, you should definitely look that up because it's hilarious. Um, right. He's fantastic. I <laughs> kind of miss him playing in the game. He was good. Yeah, you can see my uh, Seattle Seahawks flag <gasps> right here. I, I, I kind of saw the colors. I thought that's what that was. I, I am, you know, like I said, I know I'm a Steelers girl, but man, do I love the Seahawks too? That's probably like my West Coast team. I, and that's you know, because I, I do love the Seahawks. They're great, and I was a huge Marshawn Lynch fan when he played in the league. So that's fantastic. I'll say a quick question for you, Jose. Did you do you think there's like a parallel universe where you have a uh, a milk mummy podcast about the milk mummy? <laughs> I said it. I knew. I, I knew it. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what episode it was. We had a kind of funny best friend on pretty early on, and we yeah. talked about that. 
And I told him straight up, I 100% would not have a podcast about this team. <laughs> I was about to, to I was about to bounce out that question. And I was going to be like, are you relieved that it's not Milk Mommy? And like, 100%. Like, I, I don't know if I would have watched the games if we were the yeah. Milk Mommies, to be honest. Lactation I would feel so bad for the players. <laughs> I would like, no, those, those, those players would not have a future. I would yeah, not I, I would not. Yeah, I definitely would not own this. I mean, I know a while back, like when my hair was much shorter, when I well, that awful time when I cut all the blue dye out of my hair. Let's just forget that happened last year. I did do my um when I was supposed to go to that convention last year. I did cosplay as uh, Johnny Ace, and there so there are pictures around somewhere of that. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I would definitely. Yeah, I would pictures here, please. I, yeah, I like that it's a quarantine for people to be like, maybe Milk Mommies isn't a great idea for Maybe a Milk Mommies is not a great idea for a Could team Could you name, imagine yes. having to be Jackson Erdman with Kevin's face right oh <laughs> The bullying. Like... I want to oh. live in that world. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I know you do, Ben. I know. Ben's the only... Ben is such a chaotic person. He would totally prefer to live in that. I, totally, like, I wouldn't situation. wear a jersey in public, but I'd love to see that chaos. No, you you, you you, have to. You're the one that's bringing this upon yourself. You have to wear that jersey in public. That's like me making my mom wear the Flyers jersey to a Penguins game. You would still do it, Ben, okay? <laughs> Just saying. Maybe around the house. Not in public. No. <laughs> All right, guys. Any last questions before we wrap up for today? think we're good i've had a great time i'm having a great time i'm so uh, glad who plays this week who plays oh, this week? wild aces versus zappers nice. awesome. oh who won the zappers game yesterday uh the no. glacier boys did so okay oh, some oh, continued no. very bad reffing um, who who are we looking to recruit for the draft because there's a okay. draft every week Every week, then that, that is a do. cool thing. I love it. I love the Which draft is, every week. What, speaking of the draft every week, it's really interesting because it brings more attention to the players rather than the team itself. Mm-hmm. As far as I like, agree. and I think that's really cool, especially if it's a stepping stone. I it's agree. also that thing where, like, when you're a fan of sports, obviously you watch a lot of other teams, and you'll mm-hmm. you occasionally just be like, "I wish we had that, that guy. guy is so good. I wish he could play for our team." Now they can, now and they I think can. that's awesome. Uh, this week, I do think that going offensive line is still super important mm-hmm. our number one receiver has been jeremiah houston the tight end who's on the block party that guy's insane he's like he's like six five or something like that oh he's God. super it's lean so... but like pure muscle wow. he's massive um he's also I love like, the first I draft. To him. he's an awesome guy i love the first draft uh when everybody was like why the fuck did they choose an offensive line like, <laughs> it's like it's so underrated <laughs> man you have to do it <laughs> Who was playing 99 for the Aces? Oh, man. that is um Rump. He, he's a unit. That big hit yesterday. Huge. <laughs> that poor guy on the receiving end. I felt so bad for him. He gone hey, man. <laughs> so he's part of the he's part of the line. He's part of the block party. What if what uh, if the second tag was the block party? I <laughs> I asked if we could do that. I was told that we weren't allowed to tag offensive lines. Oh, that's oh. yeah. Otherwise, I actually think we would have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should go back to Trav Daddy in the draft. He actually played. People were really upset that he dropped a couple passes, even though he was our number one receiver in week one. So he didn't come back. But he had three catches for 84 yards and a touchdown with the Zappers yesterday. Um. He's one of the tallest people in the league. There isn't a single defensive back over six feet, and he's six four. So 
and he's just ridiculously fast. I think we need to go back to Trav Daddy. Hmm. Hmm. Hashtag get Trav Daddy back. <laughs> Travis touchdown back. Travis touchdown back. Yeah, that's Absolutely. awesome. I do. I love I love that we have a draft every week just because, like you said, it it puts more focus on the players, which also is why I love that we buy owner jerseys and not player jerseys. Oh, uh, we should get like tag jerseys though. Like I'd want a dirty jersey. Or, yeah, a tag jersey would be cool. Yeah, I'd I'd rock the dirty jersey too. But yeah, it's just so much fun. It's so cool. What does a tag mean? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, can I break this? Can I break this news? Go for to, it. Go ahead. It's all you. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, this is McKenna. This is doing McKenna. Can I tell them your secret about? I don't know what secret you're about to tell them. She so hasn't seen a game. Oh, I haven't okay. seen a game. I, I last okay. night I went on Twitter and I saw all the interception things. I was like, I don't get what this means. I called my sister over. It's like, what does this mean? And she had to explain like what happened. And like had to explain like, yeah, it was bad. It's bad. I don't know. <laughs> I I did marching band for three years. I don't know any of like and, people and to me. I had her on tonight. I love but it. I love the energy of the FCFL every every morning. You, I go you have to watch a draft. You have to and watch I a draft. And I asked my dad. I'm like, was there anything about the FCFL on ESPN every day? He's like, no. I'm like one day. And this, whatever, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> have a draft party one of these weeks. And oh my Discord intro. Know. But yeah, going to be very quickly. What's a tag for? Okay, those so that made it this far and don't know what a tag is. Every single week, you redraft all the players on your team, except for two players. The owners were given the option because it's fan controlled football, but we have these really cool owners. They wanted to be able to have the owners put their stamp on the team, so they get to pick two players that get to stay on the team for the entire season. They can't go anywhere else. Oh, so they so other than those two players. They like swap around and everything. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Oh, yep. that's so cool. <laughs> this is oh, me like so months ago. This is like, why are they having drafts every week? Does isn't that like a one and done thing? <laughs> um, you want to talk about like why they do tags? Because it's kind of weird for me. Like, so there's there's a little bit of conspiracy about why tags exist. <laughs> I, I believe um, it. I believe that theory. So originally there were no tags announced for the league, right? And then uh, Bob Menery convinced his friend um, Johnny Manziel to play in the league, and suddenly teams were allowed to franchise players. So that's probably why Johnny Manziel probably only agreed to join the league if he could play for the Zappers the entire year. Mm -hmm. But it it is cool that, like I said, they're letting the owners – Put a stamp on their team right marshawn lynch tagged his cousin who's playing in the league that's kind of cool that he says that, that you know cool. this is my family he's going to play on my team the entire year um we took jerdy who was a dude who just fit the vibe of our team and he's mm -hmm. perfect for our team so like from why the beginning he, he was just like else? really ready he's, the awesome. he's yeah, great he's, he's i awesome love how much guy. he's into it <laughs> i know he had a headband dude he had a headband like it's so awesome before he got tagged <laughs> and then the, who was the second one we got um it was ladarius galloway who galloway. is he's the best pass catching running back in the league um this is probably austin eckler's call but also jerdy this was a guy jerdy wanted a lot because yes. he's a pass catcher mm -hmm. um so he utilizes our previous franchise tag much better than any running back out would and what sucks about the tag though is that jerdy injured his arm so he's not Hopefully playing. He'll yeah. be back soon. He should he's 
it's he probably could have played week two. Um, say, they said it was a what, class two separation. It wasn't yeah, terrible, um, but not. He, it was let's see. Wednesday, he told me he didn't have full motion in his shoulder, but by the Friday practice, he was doing pretty good. They that's sat him funny. out just because there was a bit of a worry of re-injury. Which I yeah. get, yeah, that's better. You don't want to mess with this shoulder. Yeah, but he should be back next week. All right, that's you heard great. it here first. If if he doesn't come back next week, just block and unfollow. Yeah. <laughs> unsubscribe from the podcast. I suck. <laughs> Let's just hope he's back. I want to watch him play again. It was so much fun to make fun. So awesome. All right, guys. Well, I think that is going to be it for tonight. This was a blast. I had so much fun learning more about the FCF, and I hope you all have too. So let's run through all of my great guests again. My co-host, Ben. Ben, where can all of the people find you? Oh, you can find me all over the internet, so please be excited. Just all a little bit. In- yeah. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash please be excited. Please be excited on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Simply Sassy Vids, where we've just released a brand new game show called Game Sass. Uh, very first pilot episode launched this week, so please check that out. It's a good time, some hilarious segments, and a lot of fun with some fun contestants, so that was uh, that was great. And, of course, the OU Pod, where you can find shows like this and other incredible shows, movie reviews, TV show reviews, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, so please check that out, theoupod.com. Yes, yep, yep. All right, Caesar, how about you, buddy? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Caesar Towers. I stream sometimes on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Caesar Towers. And you can find me and McKenna uh, making a video game news show called Patch Notes, where each and every week we bring you the video game news you need to know about. And in a very fun, under 15 minutes uh, video. So yeah, yes. go check us out on YouTube and podcast services. It is a great video because I love those under 15 minute ones when I'm running around like crazy all week long. It's fantastic. And McKenna, Miss Editor Extraordinaire. You're too kind. You're um, too kind. Go ahead. You. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Potterpants212 and uh, Patch Notes. Yay. Yeah. Awesome. And our very special guest tonight, Jose Ruckus. Tell the great folks where they can find you at. I mostly tweet from uh, at Aces Wild Pod. You can follow the podcast on any of the major podcasting services. Just look up Aces Wild. And if you want to hear me talk about tennis, you can go follow me at Jose Ruckus because I don't want to flood all the people who follow me with terrible tennis takes. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely give him a follow because this season is just getting started and I cannot wait to see where it goes. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, We are going to try to do more episodes like this where we teach you about different kinds of sports, teach me about different kinds of sports, teach everybody and McKenna about different kinds of sports. (laughs) Please. Um, That's going to be a Patreon extra coming probably once a month sometime in the near future. So check that out. Go to the OUPod.com for all of the links for the regular show, for the sports show, for all the shows. And until next time, keep it unofficial.